to the Roma Press Podcast with John Solano. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another edition of the Roma Press Podcast. I hope you are all doing well. I'm not going to waste time. I'm going to bring uh, Andy and I's discussion on today's match against Juve. Sorry, this is coming out a little later than I had hoped, um, but I anticipated. I, I had this all ready and recorded, but then we we had an interview with the agent of Atalanta defender Ibanez come on the website, and I just wanted to make a quick note of that here. His agent will be in Italy in the coming hours um, to hold talks with both Roma and Bologna. At the moment, I would say... 80% he will join Bologna, but Roma are really, really pushing to acquire him. If he were to arrive, they would likely, because at the moment Juan Jesus doesn't have any concrete offers, uh, Chetting, it is possible that he returns to Turkey on loan. But we should have updates in the coming hours on this. Um, real quickly, before I bring Andy on, I have to give a mention to our latest patron over at Patreon, Vili Kutunin, who you can find on Twitter at V I L L E. K-U-I-T-U-N-E-N. Again, Vili, thank you so, so much for your support. If you would like to become a patron, support our endeavors here with the website and the podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash romapress or go to the support page at the top of romapress.net. So let me bring Andy on now. Uh, he and I do not get into discussing Ibanez because this sort of developed a couple of hours after he and I spoke, but... We should get something over the next few hours and the next day or two regarding Ibanez. His agent is arriving, as I said, in Italy in the coming hours. He is going to meet on Wednesday, on Wednesday, with both Bologna and Roma. And I think not so long after that meeting in Milano, we will have an update. Um, but I, I, if if this is a player you like. Um, I don't know unless you watch the Brazilian league a lot. Um, I, I'm not sure what conclusions you're really able to draw um, about him because he's really only made one appearance this season for Atalanta in the Champions League. So um, I wouldn't get your hopes up if this is a player that uh, if you like him for some reason because I, I just, um, when speaking to his agent, he said that the biggest priority for Ibanez is playing time. And if that truly is the case, I don't see how he is going to remove either Smalling or Mancini from Fonseca's first choice. So um, for me, it's looking like Ibanez will join Bologna instead of Roma. But let's wait until Wednesday for sure, because I've been talking to his agent the past couple of days and he's been saying nonstop, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's wait. I'm going to arrive in Italy soon and then we'll know then. So just so you know, just a quick transfer update. Roma, they are pushing for Roger Ibanez of Atalanta, uh, but it looks like he will likely join Bologna. But the decisive day for all of this will be on Wednesday. So uh, without further ado, let me bring Andy on as he and I discuss uh, today's match against Juve. All right, after the long holidays, after much traveling, after some illnesses, after crazy schedules, Andy and I are back together ahead of the match against Juve. But Andy, as we're recording this, uh, Lazio just got three points from Napoli in a series of events that is so difficult me for me to describe. What did my eyes just behold? Well, I mean, I don't. It seems like it's it's their season, you know. It's it's like all the all the chips are are falling just the right way for them. 
I'm trying to think back of the worst goals Roma have conceded. Not even worse. Just goals where the goalkeeper completely turns off. The one that immediately comes to mind is De Sanctis against Sassuolo where Zaza gets in front of him as he's trying to clear the ball. And then the other one that comes to mind... Szczesny versus Porto. Szczesny had another one. Uh, He had one good one against Kievo, and then he had that one in the Champions League against where it took like two bounces. Who was that against? Um, Bate. Borisov. I I I think that was Port. I thought that, yeah, I thought that was Bate Borisov. Anyway, yeah, that was terrible. Uh, So Mm. Lazio's season marches on. They grab the three points against Napoli, and Roma now, they host Juve, and. It is a, a pretty frightening prospect of if they were to lose this match. I'm not saying that I think they will lose this match. I'm just saying in terms of the table, it would be pretty frightening how much the last two weekends could potentially cost them, yeah? It is frightening, but all, all things considered, you know, we are we, we still somehow are ahead of Atalanta now, Inter and Atalanta are playing uh, uh, in in a bit as we are recording, so we still don't know what the outcome of that game will be. Um, but you know, I mean, as as dynamic and just extremely tough Atlanta have been in these last few weeks, I it, it, Inter is a team that it, it seems like it's impossible to stop this season. Um, so uh, you know, all things considered, you 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 manage to to keep distance from the likes of Cagliari. That up until a month a month ago, we were busy worrying about them. Now they look like a completely different team. They look defeated. Um, so I think that now the the team to beat is Atalanta. And you know, this this Juve game, as Fonseca said, um, and just like you said, I don't I don't. I don't necessarily see them losing this game. It's going to be extremely difficult, and I think there is always that lack lack factor involved with with Juve I, I, when it comes down to who's who's luckier. And uh, usually, that's that's Juve who you know get one bounce right or you know hit one ball right and it goes their way. And Roma just can't seem to get it right. Um, for whatever reason, against this particular team, so we'll see. But um, so far, I'm not. I'm not worried. I'm not worried as of yet. So let's travel back to last weekend, just very briefly. I, I don't want to touch too much upon it, but what a particular match that was. Because if you had told me before Which that is, yeah. Roma would have 30 shots, um, I would say okay, maybe they win this. Two, three, four to nothing. Um, in the end, <laughs> uh, Roma lose two to zero to Torino, and I think Fonseca really uh, summed it up perfectly. He said it today in his pre-match press conference for the one tomorrow against Juve. He said, "We're not aggressive enough. We're not ruthless enough in front of goal." He said, "It's not about us creating goal-scoring opportunities. It's b- about us being more aggressive." Beyond that, I can't really pick out what the issue was because last weekend, yeah, there were some guys who really weren't up to it, in my opinion. But, I mean, the defense wasn't that bad, in my opinion. Um, Obviously, Florenzi, I thought, was a a big problem. But beyond him, (laughs) Jekyll wasn't great either. Um, Pellegrini as well, very unimpressive. 
But I thought Diawara, Veritu, they were fine. It, it just it was really up in attack. They were really lacking something. So do you think it's as simple as that, as Fonseca is saying, just they lack the aggressiveness when they get near the goal? Or do you think there's something beyond that? Because that looked like that one last weekend, in my opinion, that that reeked of like old Roma. That that. Well, yeah, I mean, I you know, it, it was an ugly game to see. I mean, there is no debating that. But um, uh, then remember the the game before that. It was uh, it was a four nil uh, Roma win against the Fiorentina. Uh, that that's that's you know that's that's what it comes down to is that um, th- this team. Uh, has its ups and downs. Uh, Mkhitaryan with with uh, with that miss, you know, Pellegrini just n- not really giving us an end product this season. Um, I mean, he's been great with the assists, but when it comes down to finishing on his own, uh, there is there is a lot to be desired. Um, so it, it was a weird game. I thought that the referee did. No favors to 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 Roma um, at all, and I'm not saying this as a, a biased fan. I'm just saying this as someone who watches the game and sees, you know, a player tackling another player for the fourth consecutive consecutive time, and expecting to see a yellow, then yeah. there is no yellow. Uh, seeing a player, seeing a play, player, a defender get get his hand on the ball with a, with a, with a yellow already not get an extra yellow that's that just you know that changes the complexity of the game and i mean at some point in time you have to point at that i'm saying the game was shit we played like shit going forward but if if you don't see a problem with how the game was conducted then uh, man yeah i mean without question one of the single worst refereeing performances i can think of in a very long time the lack of booking on the handball, I still have yet to hear a reasonable explanation. And nobody's talking about it. Like, nobody, it was just kept quiet. I can't imagine, I mean, I remember all that ruckus about Fiorentina Inter last season with Abisso. Uh, man, this was very, very near that. And there was not much in the newspaper or anywhere else. Yeah, and everybody was, uh, well, some Roma supporters were up in a fit because there was a former referee who went on television he said yeah they did the right thing by not booking him but it was absurd again one of the worst refereeing performances i think we've ever seen in a long long time um so we've got juve now it's interesting because it almost feels like this juve even though they've been in this season of transition they they still keep getting these results and it's it's difficult for me to really put my finger on as to why because they don't look brilliant at all They've had plenty of injuries. In my opinion, I think their midfield is beyond terrible. Pjanic, in my opinion, is really the only one who has the quality that you usually expect out of a Juve player. Ramsey, he's been injured. Matuidi, meh. Um, Rabiot, obviously, has been having problems getting into the team. So I really have no idea what to expect for this one because I feel like, yeah, as you said earlier... This has the the feeling of a match where you feel confident going into it, but it's one of those where anytime you play Juve, one thing could go their way, and that's it. Um, I mean, w- just aside from that, what are your feelings coming into this one? Are, are you positive? I think my mindset would be a bit different had last weekend gone a lot better. Um, but coming into this one, yeah, it, it's one of those... 
and, and I don't mean to you know sit on the fence and say I, I think Roma will win or lose. I it's I mean this is just one of those that I cannot for the life of me begin to figure out because this season Roma for the most part have gotten up for all the big matches, right? I mean did well against Milan. Uh, they got a draw against Inter. Sure. They beat Napoli. So getting obviously Atalanta they got pummeled um but aside from that one all of the big matches this season they've gotten up for so do you I don't think getting up for it will be the problem I I still fear that the lack of goals from last week I might carry over into this one to me when it comes to playing Juve and it's a pattern that I've noticed in the last few years is that whenever you try to adapt your game to their game like when you when you're trying to come up with like a like a a smart scheme to 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 stop Juve. Um, you always get punished. Uh, I remember the time when uh, Spalletti tried experimenting by putting Gerson in the in the mix. Remember, I think it was like that was like his first game in a yeah, Roma. Yeah, was right shirt. around this time too. It was January. It, it was. It was not. No, that was a December game. It was right before oh, Christmas. Oh, December. Yeah, wasn't I was, that the I, one I, where I, she missed the. It it was missed um, the opportunity of a lifetime. No, no, because that's Spalletti again. So that's before Schick. That was when I got I was stuck in in Heathrow Airport because of all the flights got canceled. And I was stuck watching that shitty game. And then Gonzalo Higuain won the won them the game. One shot oh, on right. target and was it was over. Um, and we tried to adapt. We were rolling and I don't know why Spalletti decided to switch everything and just put. Gerson in the mix for 45 minutes guy got humiliated and then with Di Francesco it was more of the same trying to oh, adapt. Oh right to... I remember that because he brought Gerson off at halftime. Yes right. yes remember when everybody was like oh this is going to be interesting and then after 45 <laughs> minutes everybody was like get them, get him off get him off as soon as possible and I, I, I think you Juve are, are just a team that if you try to if you if you really stress this game a lot and if you don't play it your way, if you try to counter them, that's when you get punished. And Roma have always performed better against Juve when they just when just, they just didn't care. Like usually at the end of the year, you know, in those games where the, the the standings were already settled and Roma would you know would win usually against Juve. I, I remember the last time was like three um, one. It was a comfortable win and um, that was the last interesting result we got against Juve. Uh, so to me, I understand what Fonseca is saying is that this season, yes, we we did show up against big teams and we didn't really get pummeled by Atalanta it was just a just a better team already in 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 the work and 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 Roma were still trying to figure things out here it's a different case I think Juve are are also trying to figure things out Sari has yet to establish a a consistency with this squad and he's got so many injuries to deal with just like Roma so it's going to be tough for both teams, but I think the key is for Roma to not change. They 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 have to play the way they played when they were getting results. They they can't you know give up their tactics, their way of playing just because it's Juve. I want to talk about something else that Fonseca was asked in his press conference today. He was asked about 
the lack of production from their number nines. I, I forget the exact way the journalist, whoever asked it, posed the question, but he more or less said, you have Jekyll, who's on seven goals. You have Kalinich, who hasn't even scored. Is that is the lack of production from the lone striker in the four two three one? Do you think that is the biggest issue, hampering Roma? Um, in my opinion, I I don't think it is because obviously there's been a lot of talk in January, finding an alternative to Jekyll, sending Kalinich away. First off, I don't know how feasible that is because I was told by someone at Roma that there's a 90% likelihood that Kalinic remains. But beyond that, just Kalinic aside, do you do you think the number nine role has been an issue? Listen, I'm a, I'm I'm the biggest Jekyll critic uh, on on this podcast, uh, and uh, th- this season, <laughs> you know, he had he had he has had his ups and downs. Um, but for me, he's not been the problem so far. In the, in the games I'm seeing, I'm seeing uh, he, he's not really getting any any sort of decent service. Uh, sometimes he he muddles the, the the one chance he gets, and that's Jekyll. That's you know I've come to sort of accept it. I think the 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 biggest issue is that we have these players that you know Cliver was 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 uh trying to figure things out then he got started he really got rolling he was doing really well and you could see that Fonseca was trusting him with something now he's he's nowhere to be found um under has not been himself i mean i think he's eaten like 300 kebabs since the last time we've seen him <laughs> in form hey, yeah let's talk about that real quick Jesus. before you go on about under i i mean okay so I know someone really close that, uh, so Under, he changed agents a couple of summers ago. He's now represented by Felipe Ramadani, who's one of the most notorious super agents in the world of football. And um, I, there's a Turkish guy who represents him now. Um, and he has made it seem like a January move is actually possible. Isn't it staggering, though? Because if you would have asked us this question 12 to 15 months ago, would you want Under to go away? I mean, it would it would be a resounding no. Now it almost feels like we you could sell him <laughs> at a pretty good plus Valenza and still not even really worry about it. Yeah, I mean that's I mean, you know Under went from being that lethal weapon that would help us overcome some pain in the ass games. I, I mean, I remember remember that whole stretch of like six games where he was scoring. Yeah, Udinese, and it Verona, where exactly. it was one to nothing, and he's the only guy producing anything. Exactly, he was just there. I mean, Cagliari, all these shitty pain in the ass away games. He was there to to help us overcome Benevento. I remember when we we were drawing against Benevento, and he just got us back into that game. Two, scoring two two goals um it's and and now he's just a player that sometimes you don't even see him on the pitch that you 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 know he's out there but you don't see him or he makes the wrong decision or he doesn't even come off the bench and you know it's not like you can afford to I mean, you have Perotti out there who supposedly is one of the three players along with Pastore and Juan Jesus that Fonseca could really do without in this January transfer market. He, Those are three players that uh, reliable journalists 
uh, have reported as being the the names that they're expendable. That you know, if if the offer can, can comes, they're off because um, aside from them, Fonseca is is really focused on building a locker room. And and those are the three names that probably wouldn't make a, a, that much of an impact. Now, Perotti is out there playing every game now. Uh, and up until, what, two months ago, he, he, he had played zero games, was injured all the time. Now he's out there being Mr. Consistency. Um, and, and Under is nowhere to be found. You have Pastore, who's, a, again, battling some mysterious injury. Cliver, who's, you know, down in the Bahamas, enjoying some sun, pretending that he's going to come back next week while we know that it's going to take more time. Mkhitaryan is, is, you know, is, is, is out for a month I think yeah, so. It, it'll be about a month. Yep. Exactly. So that's on a that's ridiculous the foul, by the way, that wasn't carded. Yes. I have to that say. was again, there was no booking. Bullshit foul. Yeah. Terrible. Another, another one. So uh, that's your answer. That's the answer to your first question, which was the number nine. Is that an issue? No, the issue is that we cannot build any consistent in the first half of the, the, the season. We couldn't build any consistency in the midfield. Now we can't build any consistency going forward because every single winger or trequartista is, is either banged up, not producing, missing, whatever. And, under, I mean, there were rumors now of perhaps some uh, uh, people, you know, suggesting a swap deal with Suzo. You know, th- those those rumors oh, please, that please, no way. I I know, man. But if if I have to if I have to sit there and and watch Under on the bench or see him play the last ten minutes of a, of a of a crucial game. And, and see him playing like he doesn't give a fuck, uh, I'm starting to scratch my head. Well, yeah, I want to talk about that because for me, th- this isn't even a... Because when Fonseca was asked about Under today, he said the only reason he isn't playing is because Zaniolo is doing so well. Uh, I mean, when, when Under does go in, this guy's attitude... I mean, you and I, last season, we complained about Jekyll. We complained about how he... Looked like he was moping, how he was whining. His body language is awful. Yep, well, that is yep, under yep. this year because he looks so disengaged. He doesn't look like he's putting forth the necessary effort. I don't know if anybody pays attention to, to this. He looks but like a me, like a chubby Pokemon. <laughs> Jesus. <Okay. laughs> you know, well, he looks like I that, that Snorlax character. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, it's the kebabs, as you just said. Um, exactly. The the thing for me that bothers me most about him is, is yeah, the body language. But even when he has to track back in defense, for Clivert, there is a noticeable and distinct difference in his putting forth the effort in tracking back and defending. A very noticeable difference uh, when he was obviously playing. With Under this season, yep. he does look like he looks like he couldn't care less about getting back. He's walking about yep. the pitch he's moping so do you think that's him saying get me out of here I, I because i don't know what to say and i don't know what to tell him but the fact of the matter is you're not removing pellegrini you're not removing zaniolo so unless you want to put him on the left um until clivert returns is there really even an option for him out there because i don't see one yeah well i th- i think that's his way of saying put me on the starting spot for a few games and we'll see what i can do but 
I, I, I fully agree with you because uh, Cliver sometimes can look like a headless chicken, headless chicken with all his effort because sometimes just he just goes overboard and and you don't really know what the hell he's doing. But you can see he's actually he actually cares about what, what goes on on the pitch and uh, wonder it's it's been a lifetime i mean he's he's been missing and 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 you know even the few things that he was really really good at and you could see okay he's got that you know he like the the, the outside shot gone the 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 smart end product the the final play gone and and uh, you know the the run forward because he's never been known for playing defensively but at least when he goes forward i mean i want to see the under that i was seeing during that that six or seven stretch uh, where he was just being unbelievable and he wanted every part of every single match and now whenever he gets a, a slight chance he never he never helps out and it's like playing with t- 10 men so I hope that gets resolved gets resolved quick. I seriously, I mean, I I don't. If this goes on, I don't see him, you know, being here long term anymore. Um, I think it's been unfortunate that he's been plagued with injuries in the last year, year and a half. Um, because remember, last year that was when the the big injury took place. I think he was out right. for like two months. That took right. him off the, you know, that. I understand that can, especially when it's a young player and he was really just, you know, suddenly he emerged this this Turkish wonder kid, you know, and, and finally we had a decent Turkish player in this league and, and he goes injured and never really finds the form again. I, I don't know in how much time he hasn't scored in Serie A. Um, I, I don't even want to see because it's it, might, it must be depressing, but we definitely miss... A guy up there who can help Jekyll find his form. Uh, a guy up there who can be reliable. Um, because as Zaniolo has said, and as Pellegrini has said as well, both of them often make mistakes in that final final touch. And, and now is the time where you need that play the most. Yeah, I I couldn't have said it better myself. And especially last weekend, I think is the perfect evidence. Um, and as we've referenced those uh, those matches some time ago that Under had, where he, he he made something out of nothing, he was the only bit of creativity that they have. I would argue that Zaniolo and especially Pellegrini, their biggest weakness is arguably Under's greatest strength of being able to score from outside the area. And that is something, it almost feels like now when you don't have Wunder producing on that, it almost feels like the entire responsibility of scoring from open play, because obviously Roma have done very well on dead balls. It feels like the entire responsibility of scoring from open play is on Jekyll. And I almost wonder if maybe he's been carrying too much of the load or the responsibility, because that that's sort of the sense I get. And you, you couple that with, I mean, do we even want to mention Mkhitaryan's easy miss last week? He's had a number of those, by the way. Um, yeah. It, it just I, feels like if it's not Jekyll, I mean, where where are you getting where are you getting the goals from? Because but but that was the thing. I mean, Pelle- I mean, that was the thing with Spalletti. It was nine Golan with the outside shot. Then it it was you know it was right. it was under in the second year with the first year of of Di Francesco it was under. You know, giving you those those extra points and and creating 
a goal out of nothing. And and then in that miserable second year of Di Francesco, it was El Shirawi who suddenly emerged as our leading goal scorer. And now it's it's a big puzzle. Wow, does he seem like someone they could use now, though, huh? El Shirawi? Oh, man, I, I don't... I, you know, I, I, I feel bad for saying it, but definitely because, I mean, I think... I, I think it was a, as a player that definitely gave the most that he could. I, I don't think he could have given more than he did last year. Uh, but now, looking at it now, yeah, he, we could have definitely used him now. So before we, we make our predictions on this Juve match, just a quick word on the January transfer market. Um, I, I It's difficult for me to see where they're going to make a move. Um they like Junior Moore as a shock tar. That's going to be difficult. I doubt that happens. There's, I mean, there's talks of maybe a right back, a left back, switching out Kalinic. I, I just don't see anything happening. If First off, do you expect them to do anything? And B, um, somebody asked this in the press conference as well, the phone second, but he was asked, everybody else is making moves in the transfer market and improving do you think Roma has to respond? And is that a bit disheartening if Roma doesn't respond? So do you expect anything? And do you think they absolutely unequivocally need to do something? Well, you know, obviously, I, as everyone else, I see that there is still a lot, you know, some, there are, there are some pieces missing from this team. And, you know, I'm looking at the fullback positions, by the way, we got Bruno Perez back and, uh, I don't know about you, but I'm really excited because this is the man that eliminated Fonseca from the Champions League with his magical touch uh, at Donetsk. So that's there you go. I mean, that's that that we'll see what happens with him. Um, but anyway, yes, I sure. I mean, I see that we're missing a, a reliable backup for Jeko, someone that can, you know, not even a backup, but someone that you can just throw in the mix and. And he'll grant you physicality. He'll give you, you know, something like a presence that, you know, not the same bullshit of throwing in the random winger, um, which we are forced to do nowadays. I mean, now it's under, but before it was Antonucci. I mean, what kind of serious club is throwing Antonucci into the mix to win a game, you know? Um That's the reality of the situation. We are missing certain important pieces, but... um I don't really think anything is going to happen, anything remarkable. Maybe somebody will leave. Maybe Juan Jesus will leave. But as numerous reports have have stated, and the the priority for Fonseca is building a strong locker room. And you can feel it. Like, that's that's happening because the attitude is different. Players are are, are talking about it uh, in a much more positive light than last year. Um, Forget the disaster from last year. This year, you know, you can see clearly a, a chemistry developing. That's good, and I think that's 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 probably the strongest weapon you can have when you're a team in the works. And you know, it's going to be tough because other teams are going to find reinforcements. We'll see what Inter does. We'll we'll see what what Napoli do now with Lobotka and them and whoever else they pick out Milan with Ibrahimovic uh, but f- you know th- this Roma team it, it, for now I think is fine as it is for for the goals that they set out to do um, 
it, it, now it's it's it, you know it's time to 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 get back the players that are injured, um, get back Cristante, get back hopefully in the near future Zapacosta. Um, let's see what happens. All right, I think Roma win. Do you think they win? Oh, <laughs> oh man, um, Jesus. Well, uh, I have a feeling. This game will be more unpredictable than we think it's going to be. I, I just leave it at that. I don't. I, I don't think it's going to be a negative result. Okay, I, there we go. I, I'm going to say that I don't think we're going to lose this game. I think it'll be very difficult, but I do think Roma. As I said, they get up for the big matches this season, and uh, I, I yeah. don't think that'll be an issue. Um, I, I think scoring the goals will be the biggest issue, but hopefully they can find one. Uh, so we will be back next week. We will be back after the match against Juve. And uh, with Andy feeling better, with all of us settled after the holidays now, we are going back to our normal schedule. So uh, thank you so much for listening, and we will talk to you after the match. So until then, ciao. Ciao.